This is Douglas Minis. Hey, 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 everybody. My name's Doug. This is Doug Loves Minis. I'm in a car, not a rental car, just a regular car that's owned by the driver, and that driver's name is Sean Cullen. Hello. Hey. That's the beautiful Ford Flex. It's 2010. <laughs> Still uh, runs nice. Uh, it's a nice car to travel in, and uh, it's like a hearse or a space shuttle. Kind of big. I thought both of those things as I threw my luggage into the bag. Yeah. Um, filled with children's things. Yeah, I have a lot of children's crap in yeah. my car. Well, yeah, that's good children. for driving around. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, it's good drive. for driving around picking up children. Can you help hey, me with this chair? I've got a bunch of, yeah. I've got a bunch of kid stuff. Who wants to play in my car? Yeah. Yeah, kids love that. It's like I have a, also do a mobile daycare situation where I go around and take care of people's kids during the day while they're working. Just drive them around. Yeah. Pick up those kids that like uh, can't fall asleep unless they're in the car. Yeah, and then they just drive just, them around till they're asleep, take them back home. And they're littered on the floor of my car. I love it. Yeah. We are uh, driving from uh, Toronto, Canada to Buffalo, New York, U.S. Yeah. Um, the Q Queen Elizabeth's Way, the QEW, mm -hmm. which uh, goes uh, all the way to Fort Erie. I think we'll cross the border and we'll be pretty much in Buffalo. It's yeah. exciting. And for a show at uh, Helium, it's a gas this afternoon at 420. Sold out already. Jeez. Don't have to worry about that. You seem popular. I, yeah, when I just do one show, that helps. Right. A lot of these schmucks come through a town, they do six shows, and how are you going to fill all those up? You don't. You fill them up with a bunch of, you know, jerk-offs that are coming for their bachelorette party or some, some shit. Absolutely. To see comedy with quotes around it, and they don't even care who or know who the performer is. Like, would you pick a movie that way? Just go to the multiplex and go, I'll go to the next one. Yeah, people just Whatever's go. starting next. It's about the movie. It's just about being at the movies. No one does that. No. -uh. But they do it with comedy. They yeah. don't do it with music either. You don't just go, let's go see a music show. Well, yeah, but you I mean... You go see a band you like or a kind of music that you like. I guess the difference with comedy and, say, a movie is you're not going to go to one movie and it's going to have... Uh, it's going to be an action movie, then a rom-com, then a, uh, you know... Are you describing your act now? Uh, <laughs> a documentary and then, you know... You know with comedy, you usually Comedy, there's a lot of things going on. Yeah. With different points of view. Mm -hmm. just one. But often they suck. The other comics? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know? I like most of them. Oh, come on. <laughs> you're just saying that. No, you. I'm sure a lot of them suck. I just. I only work with people I like. I, I get to pick who I work with, so that's, that's, that's probably why I don't stand around uh, hating on com comics too I much. I don't hate comics. You I don't know do. why I said that. You are full yeah, of full rage, rage and anger. I am that and more. I say, I say use it against comics, though, rather than don't have comic rage rather than road rage. Exactly. Because we're in a car. It's not safe right now. I won't ram into someone just to prove a point. Have road rage when you're in a comedy club. That's the best place to do it. Yeah. Because then you Switch can't it really up. act on your rage. Mm -hmm. um, I am doing this thing, Sean, where I am watching, I'm trying to watch 365 movies. In one year. By, by, I got to finish by January 1 at midnight. Right. And, um... Are you picking and choosing? Or are you just 
kind of sometimes occasionally I'll watch something just because it's in front of me but I just came from a film festival in Austin, Texas called Fantastic Fest was that great? it's, it's fantastic, fantastic oh. indeed it's appropriately named and it's um it's a uh, genre festival, oh. which means it's all fantasy, science fiction, and horror for the most part. I love it. A lot of action too. A lot of a lot of violence. A lot of violent movies. People love violence. Mm-hmm. And creepy movies. And uh, yeah, I talked extensively yesterday on uh, uh, Doug Loves Movies in Toronto about a movie I saw there called Men and Chicken with uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Man and Chicken. Men and Chicken. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's where I saw that, and that's where I left off on the last episode of this show. So, movie, I saw 25 movies at Fantastic Fest. Well, that I was there for little, eight days. So that gives you a little cushion, doesn't it? It did really help me out a lot. But it's still at number... The next movie I want to talk about is movie number 212. Uh-oh. Yeah, and I get, I'll, I'm up to, what am I up to now? I'm up to 220. I've seen 220 movies. So i got to see 145 movies by the end of the year. I believe you can do it. I think I can. As someone told me recently on Twitter that I have to see 1.7 movies a day to make that at this point. Well, I think there's some days you'll binge watch. Yeah, that's the idea. I, I think December, like around the holidays, because I'm a, I'm a complete Grinch when it comes to the holidays. Like, I don't... I don't buy anybody anything. I don't do anything. So it's a perfect time for me to just sit at home and, and be selfish. Watch a bunch of movies for for the Lord's Day. For sure, you Jesus know? would have liked mm-hmm. that. And at Christmas, I'll go down to my hometown of San Diego and I'll I'll go get I'll go pick up my mom and take her to whatever whatever movie that opened that day that she wants to see. Nice. And then I'll have uh, that that week between Christmas and New Year's will be a real. Uh, real tough balls to the wall I'll have to watch a lot of movies uh, so number 212 was a film that uh, the festival's uh, run by this uh, company in the states called Draft House Films there's a bunch right. of theaters that they own that's how they started a guy named Tim League opened up some movie theaters in Austin, Texas and then they've spread out all over the country they're popping up everywhere Called they're called Alamo Draft House right. and it's uh, you know you get your food and drink and stuff at, at, at your seat and uh, the, the wait staff is super stealthy and uh, it's a great time and um, but they also purchase and distribute movies oh. uh, so and they're cutting out the middleman yeah and they showed uh my number of movie, my movie 212, was a film called Dangerous Men that uh, will be popping up everywhere, especially at Alamo Draft Houses, as a uh, Draft House film. And it's, um, I don't know what year it's from, but it's just one of those old uh, movies where, you know, some guy managed to uh, make a feature film who has, you know, not much talent but was driven to make a movie. I think right. he only made the one movie in his whole life. But um, it's called Dangerous Men. And I watched the whole thing. It's very funny. The audience laughed the entire time. But oh, I could it not... to be laughed to? No, no. It's just, just it's one of those just doesn't quite... It's great in how not good it is. Kind of like right. The Room or... Um, did you ever see Miami Connection? No, I've never that seen that. That one's super fun too, and that was also a, a draft house film. 
So I watched the entire thing and I cannot tell you who, what dangerous men the title is referring to. <laughs> like there's men in it who are certainly dangerous. Like the movie kind of throws out the theory that every biker is just a rapist. Oh. Who's just riding around on a bike until he sees something that he can rape. That's fair. And then he goes after it. Uh, but anyway, it's a, a very oh, funny. I guess why the bikers see themselves as the Vikings of the new era, don't they? I they guess. They raid and pillage. Well, certainly when this movie was made, it was more typical to have bikers like as bad guys, you know? Like, like remember, you know, like uh, Terminator 2 and Pee Wee's Big Adventure, how, like, that was a major thing when they show up at they the biker bar and, like, oh, no, I'm in a biker bar. I'm not a biker. That means I'm going to get killed. hurt. Or in the case of Terminator, he wasn't scared, but they all treated him like he should be. Yes. Even though this giant guy is walking around, they're all coming up to him going, hey, fucker. What do you think you're doing? You know, and then he just breaks their arm off or whatever. (laughs) Um, Movie number 213 that you and I just discussed briefly in the car before I turned this thing on. uh, They showed The Martian at uh, Fantastic Fest. How did people react to it? People loved it, I think. I didn't talk to people a lot about it after, but everybody seemed to like it. It seems to me, I finally figured it out maybe. I don't find space and astronauts to be an interesting subject in and of itself. Well, it's such a restrictive atmosphere, like mm-hmm. they can't do anything. Mm-mm. And they can't go, I'm just going to go maverick and do this thing, because yeah. they will run out of air and die. I think 2001 A Space Odyssey, for me, just did it for the, the glory of space flight yeah. and space exploration. And then I think Alien did it for me for the uh, shit going bad, really bad, or a horror movie in space. You know what movie I really loved a horror movie in space? What's it called? Event Horizon. You love that? I kind of liked it. I have got to revisit Event Horizon because uh, people, every time I, you know, say something negative about it, which isn't all the time, I'll take a day off here sure. and there, but when I say something negative about it, people, people are like, what? No, that movie's great. I like Event Horizon. I also like Supernova. Which one is Supernova? James Spader. Did Liz Fair write the uh, theme song? I don't know. Remember that song she did, Supernova? Supernova. But yes, it's it's kind of that same kind of... uh, Was Spader? Yeah, James Spader. All right, I've never seen that one, so maybe I'll put that on the list. Oh, the Bassett's in it. Supernova. All right, I'm going to maybe give that one a try. I'm enjoying that. Um... But yeah, you know, it's just most space stuff. Like, I just, uh, I was bored to death by Interstellar, and... Well, I loved Interstellar, but there I'm you like go. Kind of a weird nerd of... I liked Gravity, because it was just, it was only 90 minutes long, and it was, uh, yeah, you know, was... Sandy B just, you know, always having a new crisis to deal with, so it went by... It moved. Yeah, yeah it went by sure. quickly. And then they did fun things like having, you know, uh, Clooney come in the window... And that kind of weird hallucination scene. Yeah, that was weird. She's like, what are you doing? I didn't remember. And it was fun, you know, getting to hear, being comforted by the fact that Ed Harris still works for NASA. Yeah, it's great. After he's, all these years. He's done so well for himself there. And, you know, he should really retire, but, you know, who's going to take his place? Apollo 13 is another, uh, it's a classic, but I just don't, it's not something I ever revisit. I just don't. I, you know, I liked it when it came out. What is, what's your... That was Tom Hanks had a lot of work done on his face. Really? Maybe. 
Because I was just looking at uh, the new movie Spy Bridge. Spies. Spy Bridge. Spy Bridge Too Far. Bridge of Spies. Yes, Bridge of Spies. And his lips look like something's Something's happening. happening. He's getting stuff done. Gotta stay young looking. Yeah. He'd be such a great, like, just older character actor if he just well saddled up favorite, and rode off into yeah, the sunset. One of my favorite movies of his is uh, Road to Perdition. And he's so heavy and uncharacteristic. Like, yeah. You know, uh, rough in that one. Like, I don't know. He's just, just stay away from the youth. Yeah. You don't need it. Well, you just, like, age gracefully someone. I haven't Please. seen Rita Wilson lately. Maybe they go in together and get oh. his and her Botox. Maybe or they do it to each other. Yeah, maybe. Why but is this lane so slow. This middle lane, and I just can't get out of it. And it's making me furious. But anyway, there's Hamilton, City of Steel. We're just passing, and there's it's just pipes shooting smoke into the sky. Once uh, it's like the what is it, the Cuyahoga River? The uh, in uh, Cleveland set fire to itself. This is a similar kind of situation. Okay. It's uh, that's the Tabasco Steel Corporation, and uh, everybody in Hamilton who used to work for Tabasco now it's slowly dying. But they're still trying to help as much smoke into the air before they die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful from a distance. The world is blue and green. Um. What were we talking about? Oh, so The Martian. So yeah, yeah so I think people I, I, I think people will enjoy it. I think that it's got it's written by the guy who used to write on um, the Angel spin-off, I mean the Buffy spin-off yeah, yeah. Angel, and then he wrote that uh, really fun horror movie Cabin in the Woods. Oh yeah. And uh, now he wrote this and um, so it's got so, but it's so at least for a boring novel. space movie there's like cute pop culture references and stuff. Right. Like the characters say funny things sometimes. You know, Matt Damon's character is always pr- pretty positive and uh, saying amusing things. Like, he, you know, he's certainly more amusing in this than he was in uh, Interstellar. Oh my god. But also, just, isn't that weird? Like, why would you sign on to do two different I'm a guy in space movies? Well, it, the thing <laughs> is, the, the Martian is one of those movies, is it was a novel that kind of crossed genres as a thriller and not just a science fiction story mm-hmm. so I think it, it was a big bestseller and so it's probably a really good um, it was a good choice as far as like I'm sure it's going to be a hit so sometimes you just do it for being a hit isn't it? I guess so yeah and then you know sometimes maybe maybe he just can't you know maybe he's got that thing like in the Hurt Locker you know where he wanted to go back and, and continue to dismantle bombs. Exactly. He didn't want to be in a grocery store. And so maybe uh, Matt Damon will only play astronauts from now on. Well, that'd be all right. You yeah, trust him as an astronaut. <laughs> he does. He's very astronaut-like. Yeah, he's got that kind of wholesomeness. But isn't he going back to the Bourne movies? Isn't, aren't they going to do one with him and Jeremy Renner? Oh, that'll be fun. I think so. I think Born, I heard Born that. Again? Mm-hmm. I think I heard something to that effect. Reborn and Reborn? This next movie is something that you... Seems like it's up your alley. Okay. It's called Tale of Tales. Oh. And it's kind of a... A kind of a... You know, fantasy... Uh, you know, queens and kings. It's kind of like a more light-hearted Game of Thrones kind oh. of situation. With 
things that are happening in a couple different uh, villages and with the different uh, kings and uh, and their people. Right. And, you know, every little story tends to involve some sort of uh, somebody having a spell put on them and, oh, you know, turning into something. Uh, Toby Jones plays a, um, a king who at one point in the film uh, notices there's like a flea on one of his hands and he oh. looks down on it and then the flea jumps over to his other hand. And then he kind of moves his hand a little bit and it jumps over to the other hand. And then he starts having it uh, bounce back and forth. And then he becomes uh, a flea wizard. He he grows to love this flea. But then for some strange reason, the flea starts to grow. It starts to become like this big little, uh, like, mutant mutant flea thing. Yeah. That's just one example. I mean, okay. all, all sorts of stuff's going on. John C. Riley's running around at one point. Oh, my God. Selma Hayek plays a, uh, a queen who has a son who has a, uh, a doppelganger or a twin who he wants to be best friends with. And she banishes the twin because she's uh, jealous of uh, her son being so close to someone that's not her. Wow. Lots of shit like that. So it's just all, like, these basic archetype fairy stories mm-hmm. uh, you know that kind of just thrown together thrown together into a mix and just and so it's like kind of plays like an anthology but is one like through line that follows all of it kind of I mean uh, Selma Hayek's character is pretty much uh, through the whole thing um, but they keep you know they just keep going back to things you know and then there's this ogre takes this girl out to a, a you know kidnaps a, a princess and takes her out to a a, a cliff and they live in a hole in the side of the cliff That's nice. she's trying to escape and I, I didn't dislike it but I also just don't you know it just wasn't it wasn't exciting to me but they, they I think they did a good job it's it felt expensive well that's important <laughs> felt like they put the money up on the screen so it's a near mess for a, a recommendation for me but well, you know, it's one that you knocked off your uh, exactly. 365. But this next one, I watched something while I was at a film festival. I also still watched a movie on Netflix one day. Oh, my God. When I had some time. And uh, have you ever seen this movie called The Guest? No. It's about a this dude comes back from uh, a war... And he shows up at these people's house and he says, I served with your son and I promised him that I would come, you know, if anything happened to him, I would come find you guys and I would uh, help you out any way that I can. And they're just sort of like, yeah, we don't, you know, we don't really need your help. Uh, but, you know, you're welcome to stay with us for a couple days. And then uh, he proceeds, turns out he's a fucking maniac. And... Uh, Starts uh, beating the shit out of people and killing people, uh, you know, that are, you know, potentially going to do harm to this family or that are like the, like the son has uh, bullies at school. So, of course, he fucks them all up real good. And he's just like this killing, fighting machine and you, and you don't know what the hell he's up to. But the, uh, the action sequences are really good. I wish I could remember the name of this actor that plays the guest because he's... Uh, He's one of those guys that I think is going to have uh, a good career as an action guy, you know, because he can play a good guy too pretty well. I think he's got kind of a Chris Evans thing going on. Right. Uh, in 
fact, when Chris Evans retires from Captain America, maybe this guy could take over. He'd be, he'd be a good Captain America. I love Captain America. I love Chris Evans' version of Captain America. He's great. I hope he, like, is willing to stick with it for a while. Because, like, uh, isn't Robert Downey Jr. checking out? Like, he's going to do one more and then that's it? Maybe. It's too bad you can't kill... At this point, nobody can ever kill a, a, a major Marvel character uh, because... Well, in the comic just, books, you know, Captain America dies. Sure, they die and then just sort of come back because it's just a comic book. And But the movies, it just sort of feels <laughs> like if you had Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man die... Yeah, then you Then you can't have another Iron Man movie, you can't have Iron Man in the next Avengers movie, or you have to... I make everything uh, a prequel like everything has to like you have to go young Iron Man and we saw Iron Man become Iron Man yeah. in the first Iron Man so it's like that's not a story we need to see like those new Spider-Mans where we just saw all the same stuff happen again yeah. was ridiculous well I there is a big problem with superhero movies is that you're constantly being shown the origin story again you're like we know where Spider-Man came from can we just join the action in progress? Yeah. You know, and, like, and established also, Spider-Man is dealing with a problem. I'd like to see that. Yeah, and why does he have to, like... That's sort of what I like about Superman, is, like, even though he's from another planet and everything, he can't just sit around and mope about his family, and, and that, that can't be a huge determining factor, that, no. his, that his loved ones, something happened to his loved ones, you know, other than, obviously, Lois Lane. But it's just more about just saving people and and uh, you know figuring out who the bad guys are. And then and then that's the story. Like all of these origin stories and then the sequels, they just have to give these characters so much angst about shit I don't care about. Yeah. How about saving the world? That's a big. Let's job go and do that. Own. Yeah. On its own. <laughs> you know, I'm not worried about if your girlfriend is happy. I don't need Superman's dad going back to save the dog and then and then dying. That was intense. It was so intense. Sad. It was sad and intense. We played Kevin Costner yesterday on uh, Doug Loves Movies, and um, I just couldn't think of anything else. I, I was happy I came up with that one. J JFK. Can't believe it. We didn't say JFK. Yes, that was. Uh, there's always big glaring ones that it's sad that uh, we don't come up with, and the audience yells them at you like you're stupid. They like to think they're smarter than you. They do. Um, let's, uh, so yeah, so I, I, I say Doug Diggs, uh, The Guest, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, people have been recommending it to me for a long time, and I finally watched it, and I was really, uh, really charmed by it. I, I also hope whoever directed it makes another one. Kind of runs out of steam at the end, but, uh... Because it always gets to the point where we've got to deal with this guy, and it ends up being a... Song. Right, and you got to also have the guy, you can't, you can't just die, he's got to, you got to think he's dead, and then... You know, I'm not. Terminator. I'm not giving anything away. Terminator really was the first one like that. You think that? so? Yeah. Where? Oh, I think he's dead. Wait a minute. Now his skin's all off, and he's just silver robot guy. Yeah. And finally, that's him. true. No, wait a second though. Um, the classic one is um, when uh, Alexander Gudinov pops up again at the end of Die Hard after we after you so think he's right. dead. You're right. Yeah, that was the one that was like really stretched credibility, but was exciting when he popped up. You know, that was an exciting moment. Because <laughs> he was like under a tarp or something, he yeah. stood up and threw it off. And no, he's under. He's being helped out like a refugee from the, and then he throws it off and he's got the yeah 
assault rifle is going to shoot me. And then Mr. Twinkies gives him a bullet. Mr. Who? Kind of the fat black cop. Oh, yeah. Mr. Twinkies. <laughs> Reginald Bell Johnson. Right. Um, let's play a round of Last Man Stand. Okay. Because we're getting, we're, are we, you think we're getting near the border? Uh, well, let's see. It's going about a while. 37 kilometers, which would be about, I don't know, a little under 20 miles. Yeah, so that's not going to take much time. No. And who knows, we might do a good last man Stanton. Um, so I want, since you're driving, believe it or not, I've, we've discovered it through tests with Graham Elwood that uh, driving the car makes it even harder to play this game. Fair enough. Because uh, you're driving and trying to think of these answers, so to uh, to hopefully make it easier for you, I want you to pick what, what's an actor or actress or director if you want to get nutty. Uh, you know, with a lot of credits, that's like a favorite of yours, or that you think you'd know a lot of. I bet you between the two of us, I'm not saying we're going to do this, but we could probably name every. James Bond movie. Right, sure. That's doable. But what's, uh, uh what's, who's, who do you like? How about Ewan McGregor? No way. I think we tried playing Ewan McGregor on the show one time and it fell apart pretty fast. Really? Yeah. But let's try it. I'm, I'm excited. Do you want to start it off? Okay. Uh, well, I'll start with Shallow Grave. Okay. See, you already pulled one that I might not have said. I might not have thought of that. Um, I'll go with... um, See, I've already got lots of things in my head jumping around, but hard to pick. Uh, The Island. I thought he did a good job of um, playing... uh, Playing two characters, yeah. Um, uh, A Lifeless Ordinary. Oh, that's one where not a particularly good movie, no. but uh, he's he proves himself to be uh, something of a song and dance man in it. Yeah, I like that part of it. Um, speaking of movies with a lot of singing and dancing, let's go with. Um, it doesn't have a lot of it, but they do it over the end credits. It's my favorite part. Uh, Down with love. Good one. Speaking of, yes, especially singing. He's got a good voice, that guy. I don't know why he doesn't sing more. Um, what was the name of the one he was in where... Oh. The Impossible. That was the one with the flood. Right. With uh, Naomi Watts. Yeah, I went to the premiere of that and got to see him. I took a picture of him with a friend of mine afterwards, and uh, he just seemed like a sweetheart. Yeah, he seems like he seems a nice like person. a really good fellow. Uh, good actor. Jack the Giant Killer. Oh, boy. Um, let's do... How about... Star Wars Episode One <laughs> uh, The Phantom Menace. Well, then I'll go 
something called Blue Juice. Oh yeah, it was, it's with, um, it's a surfing movie by Cornwall. Yeah, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones' first movie too, I think. Then he was in a thing called Brassed Off. Oh, Brassed Off, which is a great story of, with, uh, Pete Pothelswade. Mm-hmm. He is a, uh, leader of a Collier's Band, which they used to have these bands in all the coal mines that were all brass bands, and they'd have a big meeting in had competition at the Albert Hall in London, and it's set in the time when uh, uh, Margaret Thatcher is closing all the coal mines and putting these people out of work, and he's still trying to keep the band going, and they're trying to... Yeah, he's brassed off oh about my 
what's God, happening. It's so good. But you don't know that until he gets to the final. He finally gets them all to get there to the Albert Hall, and then he makes an amazing impassioned speech against the uh, government. Yeah, Postlethwaite was great. Uh, then he was in Emma. Oh yeah, with Gwyneth Paltrow. Something called The Pillow Book. That was oh, a yeah, Peter was, Greenaway movie. Yeah, that was so like it's probably a gross. <laughs> He's in Japan or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Really gross. Then Train Spotting and A Lifeless Ordinary, and then Little Voice. Oh, Little Voice is fantastic. With Jane Horrocks. Jane Horrocks. Yeah. She's this really kind of introverted girl. It's kind of like autistic almost, and but she can do incredible singing, like she can do Judy Garland. Yeah. Like it sounds like. You seen it? Uh-huh. Oh, my, Michael Caine is fantastic in that, too. Uh, Night Watch. Oh, a great movie. With Nick Nolte. Night Watch is that Trish Arquette. He's a security guard in a, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. In a watch store. <laughs> and he, uh, did a, uh, this one we, sh- I, I'm sort of ashamed I didn't think of, Velvet Goldmine. Oh, fantastic movie. Yeah. Well, this guy's been in a ton of movies. Black Hawk Down. Oh, yeah. Big Fish. Big Fish. Fucking Big Fish. Down with Love. Young Adam. He was a voice in Robots. Oh, yeah. He was in something called Stay with Naomi Watts. I don't know what that is. Is that the one with the flood? No. Valiant was a cartoon. Oh, yeah. Uh, He was in Miss Potter with Renee Zellweger. Scenes of a Sexual Nature, Deception, Incendiary, Amelia, Angels and Demons. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, he's the priest in Angels and Demons. The Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh, yeah. Ghost Rider, a Polanski movie. So he works with oh, Polanski and Woody Allen. So he's got no he's got problems with people's for, uh, yeah. sex crimes in the past. But my God, that's a good I love that movie, Ghost Rider. Oh, Ghost did Rider. you ever see uh, I Love You, Philip Morris? No. Jim Carrey, they have the, they're like they're in prison together and they're all romantic. Oh right. Uh, he was in Nanny McPhee Returns. Oh yeah, it's a good movie. Beginners, how can we forget Beginners? With Academy Award winner Christopher Plummer. Uh, Haywire, and then the last one listed on Leonard's app because his, his app died in 2013. Um, salmon fishing on the in the Yemen. Oh yeah. Oh, and Haywire, the Steven Spielberg thing with uh, that that girl oh, MMA, right. MMA so fighter. Weird. Gina Carano. That movie was odd. And Tijanic Tatum's in that too. Yeah. Well, there you go, man. That's it. You and McGregor, we did it. That's a that's a tough one. I'm glad we uh, got it over with on a mini. Yeah. better about myself. Is there any um, anybody that you'd like like me to call a shithead at the end of the show since you won the uh, Ewan McGregor game? Um, how about Vladimir Putin? He is a shithead. Yeah. Let's go ahead and say it. Vladimir Putin is a shithead. Yeah, go to uh, Mr. Sean Cullen on Twitter and follow him and all that he does. I'll try to follow You him. don't have to follow yourself. And uh, as always, Vladimir Putin is a shithead. This is Douglas Vinny's, his fifth podcast, and it's quite a blast. It's bad, so we don't download fast. It's a Doug Benson.
got some show to done before you know. Listen for the dates that bring a name tag to the show. Here with Leonard Malton rated in the game named after him. Made it funny that he's played it. Do I duck singing? Pump screaming today. 